Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of the Like, Click and Share podcast. I don't think any of us ever thought we'll probably even get to episode 15, to be <laughs> honest. Let's be fair. So uh, everything has been thrown at us over the last like few months. So we're trying to sort of get this back onto a regular um, basis. But we think this is a really good topic to talk about this um, this time around, increasing sales. Um, you know, how any business sales is the lifeblood you know you need sales to keep um to keep going and not everybody's good at selling um it's not everybody's favorite thing sometimes they are good at it but they just don't like doing it but you need to do it um so we're going to talk today about some practical things that you can do in your business or uh, if you're a freelancer or starting out as business make sure you've got all these um ideas um written down and listed um, to make sure you're doing them and even if you are doing them just review them um because you know like with any strategy or plan um things go off kilter along the way um and different situations happen and um, sometimes you just can't keep as consistent as you'd like to be um, with sales so we've got a variety of different solutions and different approaches um to this today um Gemma, over to you do you want to kick off with some of the ideas you've got you've got some fantastic ones Yes. Hi, everyone. So we have actually shared a blog post on this um, probably, I think maybe at the start, either just before the start of the year or just after, um, which was how to increase sales through your website. So I think the same with any sales, not just the website, just sales in general. You need to know who your ideal customer is and you need to create some customer personas based around that. Um so looking at key messages, what you're going to say, where these people hang out online, um, how you're going to get in contact with them, how you're going to reach them. Um, then looking. How would, you, how, how would you say though to to somebody who's never done personas before? How would you how do you explain how to choose a persona for your business? If I say I always choose like Mary from the sandwich shop, how what would you advise Mary about choosing personas? for her sandwich shop just as an example i think you're looking um i mean you know the customers that come through the door and if you marry you know who you're getting in every day um you get talking to people don't you you know the kind of jobs that they have um you know whether or not they're male or female um you know whether they're local or they're not um because you'll see those same people in every day um so if you're marrying the sandwich shop you might have um like a a local persona for business people that are only coming on a lunchtime. You might have a local persona for people who come in for breakfast. Um, you might then have something that's specifically targeting, I don't know, people who maybe don't use you very often, but you do recognise the face. Um, the people that use you every day, you'll know their names, you'll know their favourite sandwich or their favourite quiche or what they usually get for lunch the same as you'll know if it's tomato sauce on the bacon sandwich on the morning um and you'll know i think you get you get talking to people when it's in a like a local business like that don't you you know you kind of know or you can look and you can see oh well that person clearly works in a business that person works on a construction site based on what they're dressed you know the yeah. types of places that these people will be online um and I think as well, it's just, it's, it's all about the, the messaging. If you're marrying the sandwich shop, reaching out to either business people or people who are coming in every day, 
your messaging is going to be like quite relaxed and relevant to them, isn't it? It's going to have a certain tone if it's a if it's a local business. Um, I think your tone and what you might the words that you might use if you're in the northeast or Tees Valley will be different to the tone and the words that you would use if you were Mary Sandwich shop down in London you know because we've got yeah. different phrases and stuff as well so I think you're looking to try and work out who are these people when do they come in um what is it that they're interested in buying? You know, if they're interested in a meal deal or if they're interested in hot food, you know, how can you encourage them to, if it's somebody who's only coming in two days a week, how are you going to encourage them to come in every day? Or how are you going to encourage them to spend more or bring somebody that they know? You know, I think it's all about making sure that you've got the, the right offer for the right persona. But I don't think it has to be, Difficult. I think sometimes, obviously, when you say things to people, it's like, oh, I'm not going to know how to do that. Whereas I think it's just breaking it down for people, which is obviously what you've just said there, isn't it? Yeah. And it is, and it is like you, you just said, Gemma, um, it is about th these are just generalizations of people. You don't need to make it too complex or difficult. So, you know, we might call one of your personas Bob, and Bob is your breakfast um, person who comes in, you know, every Monday you know every weekday monday to friday um and he knows what he wants he buys his regular thing and he probably always spends no more than maybe sort of three pounds three pound fifty or something but he'll have a a standard filter coffee or a cup of tea and he'll just have a, like a breakfast sandwich so that could be that and even if you're in a, a different business altogether let's say you, i don't know you sell concert tickets so you're going to have your fans there so you bob could, could still be you know the regular person who always always just enjoys going to concerts and he might go every single month or he might just uh, follow a particular uh, band, but he's a loyal person. So then but the, the language, like you say, how you speak to those people will vary from persona to persona. Um, and then just to jump in there, just because we're, we're, we're short on time today, but when you're writing your persona, um, it's it's not about whether the female or male particularly that can be one of the persona types if you if it's very clear in your business that you have um a, a certain female um or a certain male or any demographic or i shouldn't really say just between male and female should i really but i'm just trying to give that as an example mm -hmm. and it can also be done on age and um, but usually it's just a a name it's kind of meaningless really so you know it could even just be customer persona a um but ideally, the the aim is is that that you've got this persona, and then if you wanted to find more of that persona, you know roughly how old they are, roughly, and you've got a dis description of their demographic, so where they live could be radius within your business, like within the last you know, within a couple of miles of your business, what their hobbies are, what their interests are. You've got a rough description of them, so you can go out and find more of them. That's the whole idea with customer personas is like, you know, who are these groups of people that, you know, we can categorize into our business types um, or into our customer types that visit our business or use our business. Um, and then we can see roughly who's using our business and then we can maybe find more of those or use it as a way to find, well, who are we not targeting? You know, who are we missing out on? Which is what you were kind of saying before. We'll put some links about, um, how to write out um, personas um, and there's some great articles in HubSpot um, and other websites as well so we'll put those in the links 
Um, but yeah, sorry, back to you, Gemma, because I've just interrupted you there. With no, it. you're all right. Um, and then I think as well, you're looking at your um, SEO strategy as well, making sure that your website's optimised, making sure um, you're using keywords, phrases, things that these people are going to be searching for. I think as well, it's probably a good idea to work out what your depend on what you depend on what your business is but if you're something if you're somebody that sells a, a a product what are your top three selling products and who who buys them as well I think that's I think that's really important because I think if you know that you can sell 10 of these at x number of pounds and you need to sell another five if you know that these types of people are the people who are always buying them, then you can go out and look for those types of people. You know, so if you've got your landing page set up right, you've got your website set up right, you've got your keywords and everything, then obviously that's going to help. I think um, you need to have a good online marketing campaign and social media strategy as well that specifically targets these people. Um, so if you're Mary in the sandwich shop, you might only be targeting people on Instagram because you're sharing pictures of sandwiches and food. Whereas if you're selling concert tickets, it might be Facebook and Instagram, um, places where you might see people sharing videos or stories or even going live at concerts, you know. Um, so everything's got to be tailored specifically for either, I guess, the person or the, the product and service and where they're going to be. Um, I think the other thing as well that's really important is consistency. So if you're going to post out on social media um, and you're going to do some marketing campaigns, that you make sure that you do them regularly. So if you commit to doing them like a social media post a day at the time that you know that person is most likely to be online or within a group that you might be part of on Facebook, um, that you're sharing the post at that time so that they've got the best chance of of seeing it because I think consistency is key and I think making sure that you don't mix up the messages that that person gets um I think that's key as well um making... you mentioned about keywords and key phrases there so I mean for most people they might know what those are but just to it roughly explain that those are the main keywords and phrases that people might be typing into Google or Bing or any search engine or any social media platform to find businesses like yours or usually people will type in their problems or challenges that they're um, suffering with. And usually they're in their form of a question. So like, how do I do this? How do you do that? Um, I, so just give an example, it's like, how do I promote my business on social media effectively? How do I get to use TikTok? How do I use the new Reels feature? All these types of things. And that's what you'll see patterns of like blog posts being actually called these phrases. So actually using these key phrases there to help those blog posts get found for people to read them. That's why they've written them. They want people to read them. They want them to follow the tips. Um, and then they you know, will hopefully try to gain that person into their sales cycle by then either sharing a link to another article um, at the end, um, or it could be a way of like, well, if you found this article helpful, send that to a newsletter for the newsletter, then they might start introducing other services and then in, you know, for the goal that they'll try and convert them into a paid customer. That's why everybody's doing this. Um, so keywords and key phrases are really important. Um, and I'm still amazed by the amount of people who don't use them. You just don't, 
do any research whatsoever. And you did, you did, it's so important. So we're going to do a podcast about that as well. Right. <laughs> we're going to write it down how to do research on keywords and key phrases. It's really not difficult. Um, it's, it, it is really easy. It's just a bit time consuming. That's it. Yeah. And, and then just understanding it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to dive in here and I'll, I've yeah, got go some, um, some things here to, to mention about increasing sales. So, Generally, there's four ways that you can increase sales. So you either need more clients uh, or more customers. You need to increase your average transaction value. So if you've got people spending, you know, $100 on average each time, you might want to try and increase that to $150. So that could be introducing, you know, adding on more products, more services, or uh, maybe reviewing the price, which is number three. And the fourth one is just more transactions. So those are the four ways to think about how you can increase sales in your business. More customers, increasing the average transaction value, more transactions, um, and just reviewing the prices. So those are four strategies uh, that you could follow. And you could follow all of them, or you could just take one of them. Um, but what Gemma's explained is, really how to do some of that so she talked about keywords she talked about customer personas about understanding which they're all fantastic i've got some other ones here which i'm going to kind of rattle through as well um you could create tasters so if you're if you're going to through to the supermarket you might find um people on the side from these little booths giving you samples of free food i, I went for a coffee at the weekend and somebody was uh, gave a, a, a free sample of some chocolate brownie um, but you can do that for your services as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you might just do a trial, um, but it's an online service. It could be an online product. Um, you could do a miniature version of something. So it might not be the full um, the full product service or whatever it may well be. If you're selling cheese, for example, and it's quite expensive, you know it's quite costly, but it's it's really great. You know, it's a high quality um, cheese, but you think, well, people just can't afford to maybe buy that whole block you might want to do smaller blocks and smaller samples. You might want to give them a recipe um, idea about how they can use it, help them mm -hmm. visualize the products and the service is also another way. Um, Gemma talked about doing promotions with, um, you know, on socials, um, but also to making, making sure that people can buy online. Um, and again, the amount of people who still selling services that, you know, can't be purchased online. Sometimes they are difficult, but there's steps you can put in um, to help your business overcome that challenge. So if you're selling a service like um, maybe you're a creative and you can't really sell the end creative service because it's there's no real standard way because it varies by person, you could automate your booking appointments online um, to help people funnel, you know, go down the sales funnel, um, in order to become a customer, paying customer. So that might help you. Um, but look at things like directories, online directories that help with links back to your website, that helps you with visibility on Google. Um, testimonials, that could help you find um, more customers from the ones that you've previously helped. Um, but you could also reward um, your previous customers with an introduction. So you could give them, say, well, if you introduce a customer to me and they end up buying my service, I'll give you X amount as a voucher on Amazon. That's a really good way. It's a good strategy. 
Um, make sure you're gathering data. Um, it's really important you're gathering data. Um, so email addresses, not necessarily telephone numbers, but email addresses and names and um, yeah, names really kind of the minimum that you need. Um, but also if you can get personas like Gemma was talking about, that's really important. So you know who those people are. Otherwise, you look at a database of potentially hundreds or thousands of people. We don't really know like who they are. You can see them, obviously their names and company names, but you know it's good to have groups, um, and that's where your personas come in. Um, and a couple of final things here as well. You know, look at the customer service, making sure that's really up to scratch. Are you looking after your customers at every step through your sales cycle? You know, are you talking to them on the after sales side? Um, is it maybe an opportunity for you to upsell? after you've like delivered the products or service to them or giving them something else to, to, to buy. Um, and then I think kind of, this is kind of really come at the end, but perhaps should have come at the beginning. I think you need to really create a plan. Um, and it's actually not a bad uh, um, way to end this kind of list here, because we've talked to a lot about different options that you can um, use or different tools that you can use to increase sales. But sometimes there's a lot of different things going on. So you need to have a plan. Um, and in that plan, we would always recommend you do like a SWOT analysis of your competitors to look at what their strengths and weaknesses are um, and then opportunities and threats um, as well. Um, so, you know, look at your strength in your business, look at your weaknesses in your business, and then compare that against the strengths and weaknesses in your competitors. That'll help you then look at the opportunities and threats. Because if they're, you know, if your strength is customer service and you've got thousands of um, five-star reviews, then um, that's fantastic for your business, um, but not so great for somebody else. Um, so that'll be their challenge. That'll be the threat uh, for you to, about their business because they'll be difficult for them to overcome that. So how do you, you know, how do you get into a marketplace where the main competitor is just delivering five star customer service? Really difficult um, because they're doing everything right. You have to come up with something very very innovative that might be you know quite groundbreaking um, to kind of shake people off them and come and shop with you. But if their service is bad, that's an opportunity for your business. So what do you reckon of those, Gem? Yeah, no, I think you bang on with those. Um, I think the other thing, we've got another couple of blog posts that we've done that might be useful as well that we can link below. Um, one about local SEO um, that might be useful. And then the other one, I think people don't realise how um, underutilised Google My Business is and how much you can actually do with your profile on there. And I think if you're a local business, if you like, was it Mary in a sandwich shop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you are Mary in the sandwich shop, you know, you can post offers for people. And I think you don't realise until you look at the figures behind the scenes once you've put your profile on Google My Business, how many people actually click through to your website from there, how many people use it to search for directions to get to you. Um, click on your profile and there's loads of different things that you can do with that. You can add your products and services on there. You can have clicks for people to buy them directly from your profile or just to visit your website. You can share, like I say, you can share offers. You can use your keywords. Um, you can use the terms that people are searching for within the descriptions of your products and services. Um, it's a really, really useful tool and it's free as well. You know, so it's, it's one of the, it's one of the, 
the big things I think that people don't realize and I think is really underutilized. I think the other thing with Google My Business as well is not many people are sharing like videos to the or pictures or anything like that. So if you've got anything like that, so if you are married and you want to share some pictures or videos of inside your shop, um, some of the the meals or the sandwiches that you do, how you make them behind the scenes, you know, it's a, it's a great thing. You can all, like I say, you can put some offers on there for people um, who specifically look at that channel you know i think that it's one of the it's one of the things for seo i think it's one of the things to um get people to find you to get people to find your website and stuff and i think it's 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 a it's a platform that not many people realize or they'll set up originally and then they'll just leave it they won't do anything with it and it's just got their their company name on maybe a telephone number and the address and then that's it but there's so many more things that you can do behind the scenes um which is really really useful so we've got a blog post on that as well so we will link them below fantastic so this is a nice short podcast for once we've tried to not waffle but we hope <laughs> hopefully you find this really really useful um if you've got any of your own ideas that you might have used in your own business or you're kind of thinking well why don't we do this and why do we do that it'd be great to hear about those so if you're on YouTube or Facebook and you um, find, find, find the post there, just leave um, a comment beneath um, the post there, or you can just message us. All our details will be um, on the podcast um, uh, podcast uh, bio so with our email address and that stuff. So it'd be great to hear from you. We've got some really good ideas for new podcasts coming up over the new um over the forthcoming episodes and stuff but again if you'd love to hear about anything that you want us to talk about or investigate again just message us email us um we'd we'd love to hear from you and if you want to be a guest um we're looking for guests at the moment for kind of like late summer early autumn um then um again just get in touch it would be it'd be great to have you on the podcast um but for now um, hopefully that'll help you. It'd be great to hear about your sales successes, so do get in touch. Um, but enjoy your rest of your day, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.